Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Bandwidth for January has been provided by Cashfly, the fastest, most reliable CDN in the business. Cashfly delivers all of our content here at 5x5, and they really are the best. Check them out at cashfly.com and let them know that you heard about them on 5x5. Welcome to episode 25. I'm joined this week by Federico Bettici of MacStories.net. Hey, Brad. Uh, hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? It's I, I'm great. It's eight in the morning here, and it's negative two degrees Fahrenheit. Um, <laughs> Man, that's which, cold. <laughs> yeah. Would you say it was like negative twenty Celsius? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's it's cold, and I shut my furnace off so that I didn't have the noise in the background. So it's gonna get chilly in here. I'm all bundled up. I'm wearing a jacket. Do you have one of those uh, Nest thermostats? Yeah. yeah, I do. Oh, nice. Uh, except it discon- I had a power outage this morning, and now I can't connect to my Nest from my iPhone. I actually had to walk upstairs to the thermostat <laughs> to shut the furnace off, and I'm just not used to that. That's a first world problem. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure. Oh, man, I got to walk to my thermostat. It's, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have no shame. So, um, let's talk first about uh, Mac Stories. You founded Mac Stories. How long ago was that? Uh, I was in April 2009. So, almost four years ago. Yeah. Well, congratulations on four years. Thank you. I really, I I really, really enjoyed what you've been doing, especially in the last year. It's, uh, It's fun to read. You keep up with the news, but you also throw in a lot of uh, pretty nerdy stuff. Yeah. Which, uh, which of course appeals to me. Um, what is, uh, what was your primary motivation starting Mac Stories? Uh, well, the primary one was that, um, I got fired. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I had to pick something to do for a living. So, um, and this, uh, I guess the second one is that, um, I wanted to write. Uh, I've always wanted to write something about technology. And, uh, I figured that, uh, that I could write about you know, Apple devices and apps and whatever. So, um, yeah, I started Mac Stories and initially it was, um, it was focused mainly on the news, you know, rumors and such. And, uh, like you said, in, in the past, uh, in the past year, in the past two years, I've tried to, um, to write more of the site that I want to, to read and, and produce. Uh, so news, um, it's something that I, that I'm always interested in, and but I'm also you know uh, I also want to cover the the app reviews and and the, and the and the geeky stuff like scripts and uh, and workflows and, and markdown and that kind of stuff. So I've tried to do to do both, and uh, and I guess the people have come to to expect this uh, this kind of mix from yeah. Mac stories. So yeah, uh, I, I guess we found uh, um, a niche. That works for us. Yeah, and and I think it's I think it's awesome. I I like personally, I don't read rumors. I I get really bored with reading what other people imagine is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, um, I've written rumors for for two years, and uh, uh, looking back, uh, uh, I have some posts that I'm not proud of, and uh, I've said this many times. Uh, I don't want to do that again. So, um, yeah, I decided to, to focus only on, you know, actual news, real news. And uh, I got to be honest, sure, being uh, quote-unquote first, yeah, it's, it's nice. But um, it doesn't really matter as much as it mattered like three years ago. You know, like, yeah. oh, man, I got to be first. I got to be... I gotta be the, the the first blog to you know to to have this rumor to have this uh, unconfirmed report or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't matter to me to me anymore. Uh, I want to focus on news that are confirmed and real. And if I can offer some kind of perspective, you know, like um, like Apple announces uh, some sales numbers. And uh, most blogs uh, simply, uh, you know, repost the, the the press release. Whereas, uh, uh, if possible, I try with with my with my team to to offer some kind of context for those numbers 
like they sold 3 million iPods. Uh, but here's what they sold in the previous quarters and is why, you know, all the possible implications of the, of the sure. numbers. I mean, it's something really simple, but I think it, it benefits the reader. And so, yeah, we've been trying to do that. And on the, on the app side, we try to do uh, reviews and um, sometimes they are a, a little bit long, I guess. Um, but it's because uh, um, as a consumer myself, uh, uh, I want to read. Uh, I want to know everything before uh, before uh, uh, I buy even even an app that costs like two bucks. Uh, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know why I'm spending money. So, uh, so I try to yeah you, I try to to write the the stuff that I want to read. Do you buy uh, like a two dollar app? Do you just go ahead and buy it and then tell everyone else all about it so that they can make informed decisions? Most of the time, yes. Yeah, that's the way I am too. I just yeah. I need to know, but I'm also willing to invest in knowing. Yeah, like last night, you know that that new iPhone app that basically uh, lets you take um, a panoramic video by using the iPhone's uh, like rotating motor. Like, I actually don't. There's this app. It's called like uh, Cycloramic. You basically hold the iPhone five uh, on a flat surface, like vertically. So you uh, you hit go uh, on the iPhone screen, which is uh, there's this app that puts on a, a camera, and when you hit go, basically the app starts uh, uh, vibrating the iPhone, and it starts um, rotating on itself, so it can take a, uh, a panoramic uh, video. Really? <laughs> yeah, it, it moves on on its own. It, it's what? so yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so uh, and it makes this uh, like uh, weird. Uh, custom vibration pattern and uh, using this pattern uh, the, the iPhone can rotate on a really really flat surface like uh, uh, on the app there's there's uh, glass and uh, flat wood mm-hmm. uh, so I ran on my kitchen table and it didn't work and so, so my friends were like oh man he just wasted the dollar and I'm like yeah you know no yeah, big deal but, but now you have a story to write do you write uh, do you write negative reviews I try not to. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel you know. Why should I write something? I want to. I want to have. <laughs> I want to have good feelings. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, you know, why waste the time complaining about something when there are so many that you could, you know, love. Yeah, that's that's my philosophy as well. I think that's why I enjoy reading Max stories so much. Is we share the same uh, uh, low stress, high inform, high information kind of uh you know it's just something i it's something i've come to trust it's not uh it's not just people sitting on a newswire and firing off everything they see just to be first yeah yeah no. have you found that affects traffic like do you do you feel like not always being first is is harmful to your traffic i actually think it's a it, it has a positive effect on traffic that's really good to hear yeah because um like what, when a press release is published, uh, usually you you see like twenty posts going out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I found in terms of uh, traffic and analytics and all that stuff is that um, if you if you sit back and try to really understand what's going on, uh, even if you wait an hour or two hours, but and, and you come out with with an article that really tries to explain why. That news or that press release is is is, uh, is in that way. What's what's the reason? What's the story behind that? Uh, uh, I found that readers really really appreciate that. So yeah. uh, it's been a it's been a great effort on our traffic. I think I think there's a pretty strong divide between different kinds of readers. Like there are readers that that w- I mean I've worked for. A few large blogs, and every time news happens and that blog isn't first, there are, we get angry emails saying, "How did you miss this? How did you not know this? Why isn't this up yet?" And oh, those yeah. are actually those are readers I could live without. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, I remember like last week there was something that was going on, uh, and uh, and I get these tweets like, uh, "Why is Max Sorry spotting that?" Yeah, and uh, like. Uh, uh, this guy sent like four tweets 
and uh, and and at the end I was like, dude, I was sleeping. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and the thing, yeah. Well, I want to talk about time zones in a little bit, but uh, the thing that uh, that that I always notice is that those people will they'll be back. Like yeah. they're they're angry because they like the blog. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't care if you weren't first if they didn't love your blog to begin with. And and they say, you know, I'm going to stop reading because you guys never have the news, but they they rarely actually go away. So I think uh, I think the low stress get some sleep plan probably works out just fine. Yeah, it's like a love hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be- I love I, on my blog. I love all of my readers. I I don't do news at all. So I don't get that like that stress. And I really, I like everyone that reads my blog. People always have nice things to say. And like I said, I've worked on enough blogs to know that that's rare. I enjoy it. I completely agree. Uh, uh, And I found that uh, the best readers are the ones that uh, like send me an email and they're like, Hey, Ticino, I got this problem with my Mac and I was wondering if you have a nice app to recommend or like a, a workflow that I can set up, and those are the best guys because uh, uh, not only are they really supportive, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and trust my judgment for apps and and tips, uh, but they also uh, give me ideas to develop. Yep, yep. A but, lot of my projects come from emails like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Um, okay, so let's see what time is it. Let's go ahead and I'll do the first sponsor and then we'll skip to talking about, uh, mm, I'll tell you in a minute then. Oh, before I forget, I think I did forget to tell you that we do the top three picks at the end of the show. Oh, okay. So basically we, we, we talk about any app, any, uh, you, you can be even movies, books, whatever. So while we're talking, think of three things, and you can include that that video app as a pick if you want to. That sounds pretty cool. Okay. Okay. Um, so our first sponsor is Shutterstock.com, where you'll find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. Start your search at Shutterstock to find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any other creative project. You can choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages whatever fits your needs. It's more affordable than you think, too, with no extra charge for large files. Just download any image at any size and pay only one price. They don't nickel and dime you for high-resolution images. To sign up for a free browse account, go to Shutterstock.com, no credit card needed. When you find the images you like and you will decide to purchase, use offer code DANSENTME1 and get 30% off of any package. Did, did you happen to listen to episode 24 of this show? Uh, which one is it? That would be uh, Jesse Grossjean. Oh no, not yet. Uh, uh, so you posted it like two days ago. Yeah, and the the ad reads, I I have to admit, were spectacular. Uh, a little bit of um, uh, Barry White kind of motif to them. Oh, nice. If 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 for nothing else, listen to episode twenty four just for the ad reads. Yeah, I was probably. Uh, I think I was recovering from. Christmas food. <laughs> so let's see. Is Christmas pretty much international? Does everyone, well, all the Western countries like Christmas, Europe, all celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I always, I never make that assumption anymore. But yeah, it's, uh, I think even, uh, I've got a few, you know, like Christmas is in theory uh, a religious, uh, you know, holiday. But um, I've got a few um, friends uh, who are not Christians, and they celebrate anyway. Uh, sure. I think it's it's become you know just uh, a nice way to to get together with family and friends, and you, you don't have to be a, a religious person to do that. I think I, I am not at all a religious person, but I enjoy yeah. the family time and yeah, uh, that's the that's the point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's become. It's it's back to its origin of being a pagan holiday, I think. Um, I should say a, a more secular holiday. It's not pagan, but... Um, okay, so... 
I got to talk about Markdown. Like you're a you're a Markdown fan. Yeah. And I'm a Markdown fan, so it seems like common ground. Um you currently uh I think Max stories stories are all written in Markdown. Uh mine are surely are. Yes. Okay, but it's not everybody. Uh I uh, I think um no, I actually think everybody uses it. I'm just not sure. And then, maybe some maybe sometimes they they use the 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 WordPress editor. Okay. And you uh and then you convert to HTML before you post? Uh yeah, I use your app actually. <laughs> oh, you mean marked? Yeah. Okay. I've told people this on the podcast before, but because you're using WordPress and Markdown, you should check out Markdown Quick Tags. Uh, is it a plugin? It's a plugin for WordPress that uh, it basically makes editing Markdown in the WordPress editor enjoyable. Hmm, nice. And then it can convert to HTML before you save. Hmm. Yeah, I, I never used that. No. I'll send you a link. Thanks, yeah. It's it's totally free, but I keep pimping it anyway. <laughs> Does it work with um, Markdown from Fletcher yes. Penny? Well, it, oh. it uses PHP Markdown Extra, okay. which pretty much has the exact same syntax for footnotes and tables and things. Okay. Right. Yeah, because I, I use multi-markdown. Yeah. Not just the, the regular markdown. Yeah, well, multi-markdown has a lot of intelligent... Uh, extensions and it it maintains that philosophy of uh that that John Gruber originally had uh of keeping things very readable and and keeping the syntax simple so that it works fine without having to render yeah so yeah especially yeah. for footnotes yeah exactly yeah like the syntax is just to me it, it very readable it takes yeah. a little while to pick it all up but like 10, 15 minutes anyway. Um, so what have you, when did you pick up an interest in Markdown? Uh, I think it was um, 2010 when, um, uh, I forget his name, um, Justin of uh, set, Second Gear. Yeah, yeah, you know? Justin. Um, oh, I forget his last name too. But yeah, yeah. At Justin. <laughs> that Justin yeah. uh, came out with um, William Element. Elements, Justin Williams, yeah, uh, with Elements and uh, Markdown Mail. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he sent me, you know, a link, you know, like, hey, Federico, check out my, my new app. And uh, I, know, I was like, you know, I don't write in Markdown, but uh, the app was so good back, uh, back uh, in 2010 that, um, that I decided to, to pick up Markdown. And uh, yeah, and, uh, I never stopped using it. Because uh, it was, it, it made perfect sense. You know, I used to to write uh, in plain text, then do the HTML in in WordPress. You know, like adding links and making you know formatting text for bold and italic. So mm-hmm. uh, it just made more more sense to me to to do all the all the formatting and and the adding links uh, beforehand, and then putting the the, the HTML into WordPress. And so, yeah, I switched, uh, I switched many, many apps in the process. And lately, I've settled on Sublime Text on the Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got uh, Nebulous Notes uh, yeah. on iOS. There's and a lot so, of choices. Yeah, there are too many choices. <laughs> I wish Maybe someone that. would put together a chart with all the feature comparisons. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think you know something about text editors. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it was, uh, I was doing the exact same thing. I was, I'd been blogging for about a year and, uh, and writing, you know, plain text and then adding the HTML. And, uh, and Alan Odgard, who wrote TextMate, uh, I was on the, the mailing list and contributing. And he would ask me, he asked me a few times, like, why are you writing HTML? And, uh, and, and eventually after, after a few, uh, they were, they were not lectures, but you would just the prodding question. And, uh, and eventually I gave it a shot and it took me like 10 minutes to understand all the syntax and yeah, haven't ever stopped. I haven't written HTML. Like even when I'm coding web pages, I use text expander snippets and sublime text snippets and create my, 
my outlines. Uh, have you ever, do you, do you do HTML coding at all? No, no, no. All right. Uh, well, there's a, there's a newer system called Emmet, uh, that's based on, oh boy, I've already forgotten. Uh, oh, not, the Zen coding. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and I can, I can whip out like a full HTML structure and then, uh, render markdown into it. And it's so much nicer. I, I, I don't even want to write HTML code anymore. Not, you know, not by hand. I don't want to type it all out. Yeah, that's that's boring. Yes. Do, do you do you like um? Do you use Sublime Text now? Yes, I do. And do you uh, keep switching between languages and seeing various syntaxes in Sublime? Yeah. So how do you do that uh, quickly? Do you have like a like a keyboard shortcut? Because I've been struggling to find a way to to switch from Python to to multi markdown, but I always gotta go to that. Um, there's Man, a drop down menu. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, uh, like I have in my, in my configuration file, I have, um, my own, uh, hard coded extension assignment. So if it's an RB, it yeah. automatically shows up as Ruby, PY, Python, MD or MMD shows up as Markdown. Um, and then I really, if I open a new file and it's, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't have an extension yet, I just command shift P type in Python. Or just py and and set syntax Python will come up and I just hit enter and then it's Python. Nice, yeah, makes sense. Um, you can uh, in in key bindings you can easily set it up so that like if you like the old uh, TextMate commands you can hold uh, Control Option Shift and hit P and you could make that hit uh, switch syntax pretty easily. Um, I'll send you a key binding file that shows. Yeah. That. Thanks. <laughs> I've, I've been browsing, uh, you know, like Pinboard, uh, looking yeah. for pe- other people's uh, key binding files. Yeah. That's super useful. Yes, it is. Um, I love this era of Pinboard and GitHub uh, and, and previously Google Code, where I can figure out how to do just about anything with a little searching. You know, like oh, yeah. to figure out how someone accomplished a task previously. And I'm not a big fan of uh, just copying and pasting other people's code in. But every problem that I run into has been in some form solved. And I love that we have a an online community that shares all of that now. And yeah. it's so easy to find the answers. That thrills me. My personal theory is that um, if you can think of something someone else likely already made a version of it on the internet. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, where, those times when I have an idea, uh, uh, I start looking for the, the basic keywords like of a script or, or the workflow that I want to set up. And 80% of the time I, uh, I stumble on something that some guy made and that's very similar to to what I to what I want to to put together. So yeah, and I use Pinboard or like um, advanced Google search. Yeah, and I always find what I, what I'm looking for. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you when you are writing, do you do the same kind of research to see what other people have written? Do you read other people's opinions, uh, or do you just uh, write what you already know? Uh, I think it depends. Uh, if I'm working on a, on a review, I try not to look at, the, at other people's, you know, thoughts on an app because I want my thoughts to be uh, like genuine and and you know pure, I yeah. guess. And um, but if I'm working on a, on a, on an obviously on an opinion piece or like a, a workflow geeky tutorial. Yeah, I always um, do research before uh, I start writing. Yeah, I think uh, that makes sense. I think that's the way I pretty much function as well, um, especially with app reviews. I don't, I don't want to. If 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 someone else has a hard time or or genuinely dislikes an app that I think is pretty great, I don't really want to know that going into writing it. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like, well, some people say, yeah, uh, it's. I'd, I would rather just have my thoughts out there. Um, oh, my furnace just kicked itself back on. Oh, 
Um, but, uh, uh, there was, I can't remember what app. Oh, it was, uh, Fantastical. And I loved it. I, I, I beta tested it for a long time uh, on iOS and I, I absolutely, I use it every day. And then, uh, after having written a v- review, I saw, uh, Dr. Drang's post that he had deleted it from his phone. And, and I was glad I didn't see that before I reviewed it because it, you know, I take Dr. Drank very seriously. He's, he's a very yeah. thoughtful person. Um, but I, I'm glad I didn't have that influence when I, uh, wrote the initial review. Yeah. And, and I think also because, uh, if you see, uh, other people mentioning, uh, an issue of an app that you really didn't notice, uh, if you, if you read their, their reviews, then you, you will, inevitably notice that problem yeah. if you, even if you wouldn't have noticed it, noticed it yourself like uh, i think dr drang mentioned uh, um, a problem with uh, i think uh, default alarms yeah yeah and i i, I didn't know that because um i use fantastical um primarily to you know to to get a, a quick overview of my day so uh, i didn't care about alarms in my review but once I saw his boss, uh, yeah, it, it was right. So. Yeah, it's uh, all valid. Like I said, like he doesn't write things that are just negative to for the sake of being negative. He has everything yeah. pretty well thought through. So, yeah, but on the same way, like it wasn't a problem that I had ever run into. And I liked certain things that he didn't like. So, yeah, it's uh, it's I don't like reading how do I let's okay. I'll be honest. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want my podcast to end up being a mimic yeah. of other things I hear. And inevitably, if I listen to too many podcasts that I are just great, it may affect the way I attempt to do my podcast. This is just an example, but I'm like this in every area. Um, I, I definitely research facts. I definitely want to know that things work and why they work. But when it comes to more artistic endeavors, I, I, I absorb enough influence every day without going out and trying to, uh, copycat anything else. I mean, every, every artistic decision we make, whether it's writing or drawing or, um, podcasting, it's all, you know, it's a, it's an amalgamation of everything you've ever learned. There's really no pure, purely new ideas coming out. Um, maybe at some point in history there were, but right now everything's an evolution of things you've already absorbed, I think. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta define, you know, the line between, uh, inspiration and, uh, and I guess, um, being so influenced by by other people's material that that you can think of anything new by yourself exactly so so uh like you said with with the reviews i try to to like um to write what i think and then maybe later i i can catch up on other people's reviews oh absolutely and, and i can and i can comment on those and but yeah yeah i agree um there are already so many, you know, so many, uh, so many sources of information, like uh, on Twitter and on, on RSS feeds. That I, I can't, you know, wh- when I want to write a review, I can't uh, be stuck and say, "Oh man, but this guy wrote that, and that other guy wrote another another detail, and and I gotta mention." But yeah, I, I don't want to do that. I wanna I wanna write my stuff, and later I can catch up if I want to. Definitely agree. Um, okay, so you have writers uh, in U.S., Japan, Australia, and then yourself. You're in Italy. Yes. So, how do you how do you deal with time zones? Do you have apps? Do you do you have it memorized? Do you know who's up when? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I basically do this kind of. Um, uh, really quick conversion. I know that uh, my U.S. writers are usually uh, six or seven hours behind me, and the guys in uh, in Australia and Japan are usually uh, 
10 to 12 hours ahead of me. So uh, myself, I try to, to, to live on a, on a U.S. time zone, uh, despite of the fact that I'm based in Italy. So uh, I don't wake up at, you know, Italy's um, 7 a.m. like most people. Uh, I usually wake up at noon. Uh, and so many, many of my friends are like, dude, you, you really wake up late. So you, uh, what, what are you going to do with your life? But actually, mm-hmm. it's like I'm waking up at 6 a.m. If, if I lived in New York. So I guess uh, in a way, I'm a really, I'm, I'm a morning person, I guess, <laughs> in, a, in a sort of twisted Max Stories way. So, yeah, it's, it's not the best lifestyle ever because... Uh, there are some things that I need to take care of in the Italy real morning. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's been working out fine for the most part. Yeah. That's, um, I live in uh, the central time zone in the U.S., but my, because I'm a remote worker, I, uh, I live on New York time, basically, uh, which is an, uh, it's a huge one-hour time difference which I'm joking, but, uh, it's not huge. It's just one hour. And then, uh, and we, and we deal with people, uh, on the West coast regularly. So basically my time conversions are one to three hours max, mm-hmm. actually one to two hours, uh, from where I am. Um, so like I have to use uh cheat sheet. I have a little, uh, multiple alarm or a multiple clock in my menu bar. Um, that I can look really quickly and see what time it is where I can't imagine being conscious unless, unless I, unless I modified my schedule the way you have, I can't imagine like just quickly mentally being able to say, all right, it's, you know, three o'clock in Japan and whatever time that would be in Australia. And that's, I'm impressed. That's uh, probably take some practice. Yeah, it, it took like two years, but eventually, <laughs> eventually I, I learned how to do that. So, Does having an international uh, cast of writers help you uh, cover more news without having to be on a stressful schedule? Oh, yeah, uh, especially for, the, for, um, for uh, early morning use, like uh, when Apple try, uh, usually publishes the press releases, and like at 7 a.m., 8 p.m., and there may be times when I, when I'm when I'm busy, you know. And uh, so the the guy in Australia usually uh, is able to cover all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for the for the most part, we we don't really uh, leverage, I guess, the the time zone differences as a as a way to cover more news. Uh, because, like I said, we're not really that focused on sure. on, on time-based news. But uh, yeah, it, it it was useful for for every once in a while. It's been a it's been a great addition, I guess, to the to the nature of the team. Cool. Um, I'm gonna do our second sponsor read, and then are you ready to do top three picks? Can you pull something yeah. off? Yeah, right. sure. I have. Oh, I have some that I think you'll be interested in. Um, okay, so our next sponsor is Hover.com, Simplified Domain Management. Uh, so you want a domain name, whether it's a .com, net, co, tv, whatever. Um, you just want to register it and not click through 100 offers for hosting and other services that you don't need. Hover simplifies things. Just enter the domain name you're interested in, and Hover will tell you if it's available. If not, it will offer some suggestions. You can also just type in a few keywords and Hover will figure out some available domains using those terms for you. Like, uh, what would you say? A fortune teller, a digital fortune teller? No. Yeah, we'll go with magical robot again. Um, they have real human beings available for support and their number is right on the front page of their website. If you have any problems, just pick up the phone and call. They have a no hold policy. Someone just answers the phone. Seamless transfers from other providers, elegant DNS management, email hosting, and more. You can use the code DANSENTME1 or visit Hover.com slash DANSENTME, and you'll get 10% off of everything you buy from Hover.com. 
All right. So, uh, would you like to start the uh, top three picks? Yeah. So uh, my first pick is um, Google Chrome for iOS. Really? Yeah. Uh, I recently decided to switch back from Safari back to Google Chrome, and I found the Chrome app uh, surprisingly. Uh, I just go with surprising, I guess, <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I didn't think it was uh, this good, and, uh, and uh, I di- uh, it was my fault, I guess, that I didn't check out the, the first version properly. And there are some things that um, that initially uh, like um, uh, I think they were kind of kind of weird, like the the way that Chrome on iOS uh, handles um, bookmarklets. Like you don't have a you don't have a bookmark uh, bar like Safari. So if you want, I, I have a lot of bookmarklets, bookmarklets that I use um, to, you know, to launch other apps or to, uh, to like to grab a web page, uh, a web page's title and, and URL. Sure. To, I use them with Pythonista, you know, all the other apps. And uh, the way that Chrome forces you to type a bookmarklet's name is kind of weird. Uh, but... Uh, I've come to the point where, uh, like, typing a bookmark's name to launch it is kind of like Alfred for me. Okay, sure. So, so yeah, uh, and uh, but the most important fact is that um, I really, really like the way that Google handles the synchronization of yeah. uh, of bookmarks and history and, uh, and passwords yeah. across the Mac and iOS and uh, and uh, and uh, open tabs. Uh, and it, for me, uh, Safari has been has been really buggy lately, and whereas Chrome just works like magic with sync and and everything, and I, and I really really like the the app on the iPad. So yeah, my first pick is Google Chrome, and I, and, I, and I didn't think it was possible, but yeah, they they really made a a great app in my opinion. Well, I have it on my phone. I'll have to give it another uh, another shot. I, I would like the sync. I use Chrome on my desktop primarily. Um, have you used any of the other dozens of web browser, like WebKit remakes, uh, Sleepner, and I'm forgetting the names of all of them. Have you have you played around with a lot of those? Yeah, I've played around with uh, with iCab. Yep, and that's the the. Uh, I still think it's the most powerful if you're looking for you know tons of features and options. And uh, I have used Lightning. And um, I think there's a, there was also a, a grazing. portal, portal grazing. Uh, yeah, I've tried many, uh, but I came back to Chrome because you know, like you said, I, I use Chrome on my Mac, so I have all this kind of crazy sync of open tabs and passwords and websites, and so I don't have to think about uh, anything else. It just you know just works. It makes sense. I get yeah. it. That's cool. Um, Okay, my first pick is going to be a new app called Calendar Paste, and I mentioned it on my blog. But um, basically, it lets you set up event templates. So, like, I have one called Podcast Recording, and so uh, it has a title, and then it I pick a calendar for it and a start date and an end date. And um, no... No, I'm sorry. Not the start date and end date. All the other information I need, location and everything. And then that shows up on my iPhone. And when I confirm a podcast recording time with a guest, I just tap that and I just pick the time for it and hit done. And I have a new entry in my calendar with an alarm uh, and all the title and location set, location being Skype, of course. But um, it's it's a simple idea. It's by... um, Divine Dominion on Twitter. Uh, he was one of the original uh, notational velocity hackers, an inspiration for NV Alt. And uh, it's definitely an app that I uh, I would recommend checking out for the sake of productivity if you schedule a lot of events that um, have very similar structure, just differing times. Nice. Yeah, I got I to gotta check that out, yeah. All right. Um, I, I, well, I want to say uh, Divine Dominion's full name, but um, uh, I want to make sure I have the right one in my head. So 
go ahead with your uh, your number two, and I will add that in uh, when I do my second one. Yeah, uh, my number two is um, Scanner Pro from the Riddle guys. Yeah. So Scanner Pro, uh, um, uh, I've tried many uh, iOS scanner apps. You know that kind of the kind of apps that use the iPhone's camera to to make a, a document into a, a PDF. Uh, because of um, uh, about uh, a month or so ago, uh, uh, I decided to to adopt this paperless workflow because I had too many documents and receipts and bills on my desk. So I wanted to get rid of all that. And uh, uh, Scanner Pro, uh, I found to be the best app for the way that I set up my workflow because it's uh, it's got this uh, great feature. And it's really uh, it's really a simple one, but it makes sense once you think about it. You can connect the app to Dropbox, and you can set a, a specific folder as your as your destination folder for all camera uploads. And basically, every time I, I take a photo of a of a receipt, the photo is converted to to a, a PDF. And as soon as I as I hit done. Uh, Scanner Pro begins uploading automatically to to Dropbox without me having to confirm anything, and I think they they call this feature um, auto upload. So yeah, it's available it's available in, in the settings of the app. And by the way, the app also supports uh, Evernote and Google Drive and WebDAV for cloud storage. But I've been using it uh, in combination with with Dropbox because I keep this single folder. In Dropbox, and um, where all my PDFs end up, and then um, I've got a I got a workflow with Azel and uh, and PDF Pen from Smile that take care of um, automatically, you know, uh, filing and doing the OCR on the PDF. And I've been I've been very very happy with the with the ubiquitous nature of Scanner Pro. Very cool. Um, yeah, I think I think I own that one. But my life has gotten to a point where I have so little paper coming in that I haven't used it a lot. But uh, but that sounds very cool. And it does not do OCR itself, but it, it just facilitates the scanning part, right? Yeah, it's got this uh, custom camera uh, uh, UI with basically like uh, a set of guides on screen. And, and another really cool feature is that when um, when I when I scan a receipt, uh, the app uh, tries to to automatically uh, like find the borders of, of the of a paper sheet or or receipt, and it's got these custom drag handles. It's really really cool. Yeah. Awesome. I uh, I did just get a Doxy Go. I had a Doxy before, but. The Go is pretty cool, but definitely not as portable as an iPhone. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So the the developer of uh, Calendar Paste, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, but it's Christian Tietz. Maybe not Tietz. Maybe it's Tietze. I'm not sure. He'll have to he'll have to write me and tell me that I got that horribly mangled. But uh, but like I said, uh, a great hacker, and it's a good app. So my number two is a combination of uh, an iPhone app called Cities and uh, a desktop app called... Oh, shoot. I don't have it installed. We're going to... All right. My second app is going to be uh, Cities on the iPhone. And I don't think it's been updated for years, but it's still a perfectly usable way to calculate time zones very quickly. Have you seen it? No, I, I don't think I have. It's, uh, I mean, basically it just gives you a screen where you can add all the cities that you need to track. And, um, and then at the bottom you punch in your current time. So today at 8.56 a.m., it is 3.57 p.m. in Viterbo. And it is 1.57 yeah. a.m. in Sydney and 9.57 a.m. in New York. And I can just see that at a glance. I find that uh, pretty handy. And I think it's really cheap. I'll I'll check the price, but um, yeah. So so that's a recommendation that I thought you might enjoy, but definitely something I would mention for everybody. Yeah, I'm looking for the app on the App Store, but 
the search is so bad i i, I can i, I can use find. i use google and i type uh cities uh itunes app store and usually that'll find it for me not this time oh well uh i'll i'll get a link to that setup yeah okay um so that's my very simple number two uh if you want to go ahead and get your number three ready yeah uh my last one is um slow feats uh, which recently got updated to version two, and basically, Slow Feet is a um, is an app I use uh, uh, alongside my main Google Reader client for the iPhone, which is uh, which is a uh, Reader, and on the iPad I use Mister Reader, and basically, Slow Feet, uh, like the name says, uh, tries to uh, present you only uh, those blogs. In, in your Google Reader, Google Reader account that don't post like uh, 20 articles per day. Uh, so those kind of, you know, smaller indie, you know, yes. cool blogs that usually uh, can get lost in the, in, the, in the amount of subscriptions that you have. So Slow Feeds as a, as a, as a, is organized in five tabs at the bottom. So if you got slow feeds and high volume, high volume you can find, you know, something like uh, TechCrunch or or The Verge and those kind of blogs. And and the slow feeds tab is is what I really like. It, it basically aggregates um, all posts from smaller blogs, like uh, like your blog, or uh, for example, um, uh, Mac Drifter or Sean Blanc, and those those kind of guys. So uh, I use the main. Uh, RSS app like Reader or Mr. Reader to 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 quickly skim through the news, but I use slow feeds to to really sit back and catch up on on a, on the the kind of usually you know nerdy geeky stuff that can get lost in the in the hundreds and hundreds of subscriptions that I have, and the version two uh, as a as a new iPad interface, which I really like, and uh, it also adds. Um, uh, an, an images view. So if you're subscribed to to many f- uh, photographic, I guess blogs, you get all this beautiful m- mosaic of uh, of uh, of photos, and it's really really great. And I guess it's just like uh, three bucks, two bucks on the app store. So it's really yeah, two ninety nine. Yeah, I uh, I just wrote slow feeds up in uh, in my top picks for two thousand twelve on my blog. I, uh, I'm, I, I love it. It's a great app because a lot of the most, uh, a lot of the stuff that is of the most interest to me gets swept under the current of, uh, a lot of the larger blogs. And, uh, if I'm scanning a long list, unless I specifically go into each of my favorite blogs one at a time, it's really easy to miss, uh, some stuff that I would really enjoy. So slow feed saves the day. All right. Um, my number three is actually something called uh, perspective icons. Have you heard of these? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, they're from some company called uh, Icons and Coffee, which is uh, uh, actually Federico's. Is that how you say Federico? Because you seem yeah. to say it with fewer syllables. No, it's Federico. Okay. Yeah, yeah this is uh, Federico and his girlfriend uh, put together a gorgeous set of icons designed for um, OmniFocus originally, but they're also really great for mind maps and uh, anything that that would use icons for subjects like money or work, uh, research, development, projects, contacts, things like that. Um, really easy to flip them into the toolbar in OmniFocus and make it look spectacular and, uh, and available for... Did the price go up recently? No, we decided to extend the sale until uh, until tomorrow. So tomorrow it will go up from uh, from four nine nine to nine nine nine. So if so you see that by the time people hear this, unfortunately, oh, yeah. uh, it will be ten dollars for fifty icons, right? Yeah, it's uh, fifty icons in two sizes, so it's actually a uh, hundred files. So. Yeah. And that's awesome. Uh, it's still at ten bucks. It's a great buy uh, if you use OmniFocus, especially. Okay, so that's uh, 
That's three and three, if I'm counting correctly. Yeah. Super special post-recording ad insert. Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. This means that no matter how experienced you are with building websites, you can build something amazing in minutes without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration. They've got beautiful, clean templates. Everything in this platform is drag and drop, and everything is integrated. Layout Engine is Squarespace's page builder, which allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages in seconds. You add blocks of content such as photos, videos, text, social media, content, and tons more. You don't have to worry about what your site will look like on a mobile device. Your entire site will restructure automatically to fit on every device and maintain the beauty of the site's design. If you like stats, you'll love the real-time analytics that are built into Squarespace. There are even iOS and Android apps to let you manage and post on the go. You can even import your content from your current blog and easily set up sharing and syncing with your social media accounts. When you sign up for a year of Squarespace, you'll get a free custom domain name, and Squarespace is $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you'll automatically get 20% off, and if you sign up for two years, you get 25% off. If you want to pay month to month, you can easily link your custom domain with just a few clicks. There's no credit card required to try it out. Simply go to squarespace.com slash 5x5 and start your trial. If you decide to purchase, click enter an offer code below the pricing at checkout and enter the offer code NEWYEAR for an additional 10% off. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. And um, we'll wrap there then. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Federico. Thanks for having me. I look forward to reading some more Mac stories. Um, you can be found on Twitter and app.net as at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Did I get that right? Yes, perfect. And then, of course, MacStories.net is an excellent read. Um, and I am Brett Terpstra, found as TT Scoff on app.net and Twitter. And uh, I blog at brettterpstra.com. And um, that's uh, episode 25. And we'll see you all in a week. <laughs>